Hi, and welcome to the Crit Hit Wild podcast, where we cover all things Marvel Crisis Protocol, and we do a new character every week. This week, we are will be covering Iceman, and I'm your host, Fred. I'm Brad. I'm Brandon. I'm Steven. And I'm not. A, I'm, I'm not like a host, but I'm a guest. I'm Jared. Hey, Jared's back, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got him back. We broke my, him back uh, in. My time to thinker. pop in periodically every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad to have you back. It's good to be back. Yeah. Uh, so, Brad is uh, feeling a little under the weather, as you can probably tell by the sound of his voice. So, he will be talking very limitedly. But uh, he's, he's doing us a favor of attending. So... Let's begin talking about some of the news that has come out from AMG over the past week. Uh, we have now have the full cards for Iceman and Professor X. So we're excited to br share that stuff with you. Uh, we also know of two new tactics cards that have dropped uh, over this past week. They are uh, specific ones for Xavier and Shadow King. Uh, and they are called Mind Wipe for Professor X and dang it. What was the other one called? Astral Plane. Astral Plane. That's what I must have scrolled past. Yeah, there it is. Astral Plane for Shadow King. Uh, I think that we're going to save that, that Professor X one for next week because we will be covering Professor X. But... Uh, can we? Are you guys up to talk about Astral Plane real quick? Because I think it's quite good. Uh, I have it pulled up, so I'll I'll read it out loud. Uh, so Astral Plane, it is unaffiliated and reactive, and during the power phase, Shadow King may spend one power to play this card. Choose a secure objective token and place the Astral Incursion token on it. Enemy characters suffer one damage when they end an activation within range one of the Astral Incursion, and when they interact with the objective token marked by the Astral, uh, uh, the Astral Incursion. During the next cleanup phase, remove all Astral Incursion tokens. So let's talk about this. The, the Astral Incursion is the thing that lets Shadow King attack from that location instead of from himself. And people no. who have mystic attacks. Oh, am I incorrect? Yeah, this is a different token. Oh, this is a different token. Yeah. Oh, oh, then never mind. I'm, I'm. If that's a different token, then I'm already much less up on this card. <laughs> so this is just all this does is it makes it more dangerous for uh, enemy characters to in their activation or interact with uh, an objective token. Right. Yeah. Um, it's called Astral Fiend is the right. thing. A, a projection token. So, yeah, yeah, Brad is correct. It is not what I thought it was when I first read it. No, no. No, mind you, Fred, it's not... It, there are certain circumstances where it would be good, such as, I would say, uh, spider foes with their sinister traps true yeah you could like uh make it even more dangerous right. to anyone and it is during the power phase so you could do it 
and on the very first turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's not like... I don't know how good it'll be. Uh, it, I guess it depends on how often he gets taken. Like, one power is, you know, pretty good, and there's no, like, range restriction on it. So you can just pick literally any secure. Um, so, I mean, I, you could do some, like, cute chip damage, like, spend a power, put it on, like, meteors or something like that, where they take a damage if they interact and roll a skull. So... You know, if they go interact, they roll skull, they take two damage just trying to get the point. And, you know, if they fail fail the roll, that's even better. So, I mean, I mean, I think there's, like, some cute stuff you can do with it, but... Uh, it, uh, specifically on on that one, does... Let me reread it, but I think that it says they take a damage if they end within range one of the thing and if they interact with it. Uh, yeah, so it says... Uh, they suffer one damage when they end an activation within one of the astral and when they interact with it. So, like, if they move up to, like, a meteor, so let's say it's something, they go to the middle meteor, they double move, they go to interact, they roll a skull, they're going to take three damage trying to interact with it. That's a lot of damage. So, That's pretty good. I mean, if you read it as, like, because it, it's really good because it's only enemy characters, right? So if you read it as, you know, Shadow King pays one power, enemy character takes three damage, like, that... When you read it like that, it kind of makes a little bit of sense, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. that's just something cheeky on, like, meteors. I don't know how often you play it on, like, other things, but right. it, it's, it's probably a good, like, two damage, you know, whenever he does do it, so. Yeah, and um, you could do it on uh, any pay-to-flip, and it would be two damage, essentially. Yeah, because they go to interact. Yeah, like, it's really, really good on the pay-to-flips, absolutely. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's. I think it's more cute than anything. But you think it's uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what I was my first read, I thought that it was uh, the same token that he could attack out of, which it isn't, and that made me think it was great that like like you could start off with that sticking out near the opponent's side, but um, I think it is it it is still good. It's still pretty solid. What uh. What's your take, Brandon? Brandon, you deal a lot with uh, a faction that plays a lot of secure-based scenario work. So what do you feel would be the case if a Shadow King poisoned one of the objectives using this card? Um, so, like, it's not great against Criminal Syndicate. Um, unless you get a pay-to-flip. Like, it's this, this thing shines in pay-to-flips. It's also really good on, like, Demons. Because it's just free damage. <clears throat> if you can get free damage and then they're incinerated, like coming into the next turn, like it's a good situation to be in. Um, I think those are more of like the ones you play it on, or like demons, demons gamma, um, and then the pay to flips. I think the pay to flips are the best place for them. Um, for sh I don't even think it's really that close. I think that's where you're gonna shine. Um, like infinity formula is one of those where it's kind of funny because like if you put it on like an infinity formula against criminal syndicate then they're just gonna have they're effectively taking one damage and having three power um yeah which isn't really where you probably want to be because that puts all the spenders online um mayor fisk is one that it, it's actually probably pretty good on as well because of the extra damage once you like move it um 
so like you can place the mayor fit like they take a damage to try to secure it and then you get to place it and do another damage to him and stun him um free damage is really good um but i think those i think if you play shadow king you're probably going to play that card with them uh because like i said as long as you're playing like the good like a, the right scenario even two like i feel like two damage is probably a good low ground that the card's going to be on and if they just give up a point because they yeah. don't want to take the damage like then you're it's like it's probably a, vic, a victory point or two damage at like worst case scenario and i think that's probably pretty good the problem is you have to be playing shadow king mm-hmm. which i'm not sure where he's really gonna fit in um, even if he has a cool model, I'm not sure he has a lot of places to fit in right now. Yeah. Um, especially, especially in Brotherhood, I'm not sure he is fitting in there anywhere, but it's kind of, kind of awkward. I think he's still kind of a little bit awkward of a character, but I do think this tactics card may push you a little bit over the top to actually play this model in specific situations. Yeah, I think so. I th this changes the calculus whenever you're picking. I, this makes Shadow King just the slightest bit more playable, which helps him probably quite yeah. a bit. I mean, he can play this like his attack has wild. His like his range three attack has wild root, and he can advance the target away. So like if they move up, take a damage, and then you can hit them with a range three attack and move them off the point. It's like just icing on the cake, right? So. I think that's yeah. really kind of the play you're looking at is just kind of moving him up on the back point and making an attack. And then if he can move the character off that already took a damage, plus, you know, hopefully took... I mean, you have to take more damage on the attack, so it's like... Your six-die attack can get an extra damage, plus the character's no longer on the point and took a free damage. It's probably pretty good. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's probably worth, worth doing. But... Uh, I'm still really iffy on this character as a five threat. Yeah. Uh, Steven, uh, what, what's your take here? I, I wanted to throw it over to you. Well, um, I think it's actually good against uh, uh, certain teams, uh, scenario teams such as Web Warriors who have low health pools to start with. Mm -hmm. So, um, obviously, you got to look at the composition of the team because, you know, Hulks really don't care about this, right? So, um, but yeah, if you, um, if you're running Shadow King and you see Web Warriors, you got the Mystic Attack anyway, which they really, really don't like. And then, um, uh, and then you add this to it, it just come, uh, makes it a little bit more complex for them. So that, that's, that's where I would use it on, on a scenario team that's going wide and has low health pools. Okay. All right. And uh, Brad, is there any anything you want to kick in on this card? No. Okay. All right. Well, um, yeah, that's that's the astral plane card. It's uh, I think it's pretty solid. I think it's pretty good. It's not as good as it was when I first. Well, it was busted, and it. it was busted in your mind. So. Yeah, it was busted in my mind. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's it for that card. Um. I think that that's it for news. 
and announcements from AMG, but uh, I do want to talk about some upcoming tournaments. So coming up this Saturday, on Saturday the 10th of February, uh, there is going to be a tournament at Sweets and Geeks in Medina, Ohio. So if you are nearby Medina, Ohio, head on out to Sweets and Geeks and play some games. Apparently it is a it is a gaming store that doubles as a candy shop, which sounds incredible. So uh, if you're nearby, go there. Uh, then on the 17th of February, there's going to be a tournament at Lost Legion Games and Comics in South Charleston. Uh, we That's going to be uh, Brad and, and myself and the crew. So if you're going to be nearby there, you should come <coughs> out. And then again on the 24th, that is Saturday the 24th of February, there's going to be another tournament at Fabricators Forge in Pittsburgh. So head there if you're nearby. Uh, this is a this is a, a very busy month for our local area. And then again on March 9th is the uh, Missing Falls Brewery tournament, which I have already signed up for. It is in Akron, Ohio, and you need to sign up beforehand. I think. Uh, w- was the amount $40 now? I think it's $40. Yeah, but yeah. They had a discount of $5 if you signed up before January 31st. Right. Uh, but you get a drink ticket and uh, uh, a meal voucher for for the for that price. Well, it's uh, access, access to the lunch buffet. Access to the lunch buffet. Okay, okay. Correct. Uh, and... That is a tournament that requires that you have a fully painted roster, so keep that in mind when you are planning to go. Uh, I believe that that's it for upcoming tournaments. Yes. Okay. Uh, I want to toss the the mic over to Steven for just a little bit to talk about his experience at LVO, because we haven't talked about it yet. Uh, so, Steven, do you want to talk for just a bit about that sure excellent um i thank you for the chance um i know it's been a long time since i've been on uh because i've been ill and not feeling too good and unfortunately you know um as we get further and further away from lbo the games kind of fade into the background you don't remember exactly what happened all the time and i didn't really take good notes so um what i do want to do is uh say about all the wonderful people that I did meet at LVO and played against. Um, I met a um, crew from uh, Boise, Idaho, Aaron, Austin, and Mark. Uh, I told them about the show and they uh, put the show on their feed. So we have some new listeners with them. So I want to thank them and shout them out very much. Um, I have uh, another gentleman I met, Matt from Minnesota, uh, Phil from Illinois, uh, Eric and Miko from California, uh, John from Seattle, and a whole other bunch of people who were very nice. And I didn't write their names down. I didn't remember the names. So uh, everybody was nice and accommodating. So um, I just want to shout everything out. I wasn't feeling too good for the whole uh, the whole tournament. So I just ended up playing in the last chance qualifier and then obviously in the timelines event on Saturday, just kind of hung out Sunday, 
you know, semi goodbyes to people and stuff like that. So, but um, overall, in meeting everybody, it was a good time. For myself, Las Vegas, uh, I, I I wasn't too impressed. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I don't drink, I don't gamble, I don't do all that stuff. So there was really nothing for me there, you know what I mean, except for the tournament. So, but luckily, yeah. luckily my brother came out with his son and daughter. So while I was playing games, they went to like the Hoover Dam and they saw the western side of the Grand Canyon. And then we would meet back up and then I would be going out with my family to dinner. So that that was an excellent experience with that also. So, so I wasn't an, an, entirely alone out there. Which, which was a good thing. But um, yeah. surprisingly enough, in the last chance qualifier, I went three and two. My two losses were to the new Red Skull, surprisingly enough. So I don't know what that was all about, but both of my losses were to the same type of faction. And um, surprisingly enough, both of them had Mysterio in their list. So. Mm. <laughs> mm coincidence who knows but who knows uh, <laughs> is and, mysterio uh, having a renaissance <laughs> yeah but um and then in the uh, in the games that i were playing i was playing for the timeline events um it was the organization on it wasn't quite what you know the normal event was supposed to be so it was a little bit of rushed it was a little bit chaotic and i understand that but overall still had a good time so um ended up you know just taking it all in and you know now i'll have to make that decision of whether i really want to go next year or not i guess that all depends if i have people to go with or not because going like i did this time it, it just felt a little bit um a little bit lack lackluster for me so that, we'll that's see. fair like La las vegas is i i've never been myself so i can't really speak from experience but it seems like the kind of town that you go to to have fun in a either drinking or gambling kind of sense and if you don't do either of those things that's a lot of the draw taken away yeah. it, it's it's a city where people go to let loose a little bit right mm -hmm. so and of course i was there to play games but you know it's uh, that was my experience and like I said, it wasn't a bad experience. It just was experience that, yeah, it was kind of middling. That's all. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Um, well, let, let's talk about games that we've played recently. Uh, so I'll go first. Um, I played two games this past Thursday. Uh, my first one was against Borka, and he basically stomped me. It was not close. Uh, he, he, I, I went in trying to out scenario him and he was, he was playing, uh, guardians of the galaxy, which are just a terror on the, on the battlefield right now. And I don't have a good answer into guardians of the galaxy uh, built for attrition. So I, uh, I, I got stomped. I got essentially just uh, destroyed. Um, my second game was against Jared, uh, who was yeah. playing web. Yeah, he he was playing the web. Uh, no, not not web warriors. What am I saying? He was playing Sam Spam. That's what he was playing. Uh, and 
that is maybe a uh, list that that skews extremely hard to scenario play. Uh, and so, I basically uh, playing the spider foes. I need to come up with a solution to survive the attrition when I'm trying to win on scenario and survive the scenario when I'm trying to win on attrition. And I played the two worst things that I could possibly play, I think. Which I is... Th what? I think you played, like, early tight game. Like, we, we played, um, what was it, Mad Men Senators? Yeah, yeah, Mad Men and Senators. And we kind of talked it over, I think, after you had left. I, I think just, like, Hulk... I think Hulk maybe was the yeah. mistake. I yeah. think that was probably just the mistake. Yeah, I think that was just like a a turn zero kind of thing. Yeah, I should I should have not brought Hulk against you. That was that was my mistake. I, I mean that and several other things, but uh, also senators against Sam Spam is not a great scenario to be in. That's not where I want to be, but that's that's what you get sometimes. All really right, good those scenario for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, that's that's those are games that I've played recently. Who who wants to talk next? Uh, How about, well, Jared, you just made a noise. I did make a noise. I can go and oh. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, like, I played a game against Fred. Um, I'm still having a a crisis. I keep saying like I'm going to stick to a faction. It's like constantly been a struggle with me. So anybody that like wants to reach out and uh, help vent about how you have faction identity crisis and stuff, please feel free to reach out because I struggle with it in like every game that I play ever. But um, I, I have been playing uh, some Samuel Spamuel here recently. It's been pretty fun. I used to play Sam quite a bit. Uh, I was playing Guardians. I had a great game against Brad in the finals at uh, Pittsburgh. Um, so that's a good game. Uh, for some reason, Guardians, for whatever reason, I can't seem to, like, secure the W in a tournament with him, but, um, I've been playing Sam, I played against Aaron, uh, one day last week, and he's playing, uh, Shield, and I think I actually had the exact same crises that me and you played on Fred, I think it was Mad Men and Senators, mm -hmm. um, and he played... He played shield. He's getting pretty good at him, but uh, it was just kind of a similar thing where I think I went like six wide, and I was just able to kind of luckily out attrition, um, out attrition him and score. I think I got like twenty two to fourteen. I think was the final score. Just I haven't played Sam in so long. I just forget how crazy Helios and Ricochet Blast can be. Like those are such good cards. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I also played a game against Brandon, but I'll let him talk about that one. So you can you can talk about it. I've I played like twelve games this week. Okay, I got you. Um, but yeah, my other game was against Brandon, and he was also playing Shield. Him and Aaron are having a little bit of a Shield Renaissance. So, and we played. Matt, was it Mad Men? Mm, I think it was, it was Mad Men. I think yeah. all three games happened to have been Mad Men. And I don't remember what the extract was. The extract was Spider Infected. Spider Infected, that's right. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Um, this was one of those games where um, I think Brandon was up one point in round one. And then after that, um, it kind of just... I got a bunch of pretty... 
Lucky rolls. I think his Nick Fury constantly rolled a hit or a crit or something for his spider infected, so I just kept pushing him back toward the deployment zone. And then I had a pretty spectacular turn where he double move Widow to walk up and take my spider infected on my side. And my Luke Cage just happened to casually walk up and roll seven successes on five dice. Oh my goodness. And uh, Fred, you played The Last of Us too. Right. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know that part where Abby and Lev are like going through that old town toward the end, and then they start to get like abducted by rattlers, and that one boy comes and just punches Lev right in the head. Uh huh. That's exactly what that was like. That's what. That... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was so good. But yeah, he just went up and decked her, and I think things kind of spiraled actually a little bit from there uh, in terms of of the game, but. Uh, Sam on Mutant Mad Men is feeling pretty good. I just need to branch out a little bit more and practice some different scenarios, but the list is feeling feeling pretty good so far. So, been uh, yeah. some good games. Here's another thing about it is that it can hit hard. Like uh, we mathed it out. He, Jared won on scenario against me um, on round three, but uh, it was a case where we. It was going to be over. I had no more activations. Uh, and he had something like three more activations. So it was not looking... It, it, he, it, the game was over. But just to see what happens, we played those out. And he, he KO'd Hulk in those three activations. So, I mean, that, that list, even though it's so wide, it can hit hard when it needs to. It's just chucking tons of dice and eventually you spike. I mean, that's just... I mean that's how you uh, win. Uh, that's that's how, how that works. That's how you get spikes. Um, I can talk about uh one of Brad's games a little bit. I think because I know he's not feeling too good. If that's cool with you, Brad, go for it. So Brad played uh Aaron uh Thursday too, and Brad actually used um he was playing uh Xavier's new leadership, and he had Bishop, Shadowcat, Iceman, and Nightcrawler. And he was playing against uh, Aaron Planeshield, and I believe Aaron had uh, New Winter Soldier, Two Threat Widow, Nick Fury, uh, Agent Venom, and Spider Woman. And they were playing on Gamma, and I can't remember exactly what the extract was. Senators. Senators, yeah. So um, they had a pretty tight game back and forth. There was some pretty crazy uh, dice uh swinginess kind of going on but i do know um even though i can't like give a breakdown play by play i know that brad he seems like he's going to be pretty all around like a pretty good piece uh jared you are breaking up and i can't hear you which means you're not being recorded. Yeah, you're. I was out. gonna ask if if he was cutting out for everyone or if it was just for me. Yeah. No, I can't hear him either. Uh, yeah, Jared, we lost you. We oh. lost you, bud. Yeah, I think I think we've lost Jared for for a short while. Um, sorry about that. Uh, Brandon, why don't you discuss uh, games that you played recently? Uh, while we're waiting on Jared to to come on, back. Yeah, okay. Uh, Monday, I played three games against Aaron. 
I played Defenders one game. I played Sam one game. Hmm. What I play in the third game? That's a good question. I think it was Defenders again, but like a more wide version of Defenders. Okay. And then, um, then I played Borka on Monday as well. I played Criminal Syndicate into Avengers and. Um, <coughs> That's his favorite. Uh, there was some bad things that happened in that game for him, like um, Black Cat, <laughs> Black 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 Cat. Uh, cl- uh, I went to on Black Cat's first activation in like round two, round three, I think maybe we were playing Mutant Madman and some extract that was like a bunch. I don't remember, but. Um, I was like, yeah, I just need a cat claws. I hope I get a damage. I just needed one more power to do the thing I wanted to do. Um, well, she rolled a hit and three crits, and then three crits into, like, two wilds and a hit. Um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get much better from there. So, like, it did, it, like, did, it did, like, five damage to, like, Captain America. And then uh, I was able to use um, Crimson Dynamo to, like, walk up and then beam three of his characters. I dazed all three of them. Um, through the like two attacks on each of them, and it was just um, we we just stopped playing at that point. It was um, I had been playing um, Crimson Dynamo wrong. Um, I think it would have affected some of the games I played against Josh or Borka. I don't think it would have affected all of them, but it definitely had a, it definitely had impact because I was able to conserve energy. But um. Anyone who's played Dynamo also, um, you can you ha- you have a, a surplus of energy. It feels like on them, at most all times. Um, but it was definitely it definitely could have caused some sways in our in our games um, in the past. So um, knowing that going forward is always good. Um, Thursday, I love your like your like personal story arc of just you as you've slowly over the years developed into like the anti Borka. It's been like the greatest thing to watch. The what, uh, go ahead. What was the the thing that you were doing incorrectly? Um, so Crimson Dynamo has a reactive superpower that when a character or when this character or an ally character is targeted by an attack, and the enemy is within three of this character, it may use superpower. It can reroll up to two of the attacker's dice. I was paying for it after the attack and not before the attack. Oh, so sometimes you could you would pay for it and he'd roll. Uh, the way it should work is sometimes you would pay for it before you see the dice roll, and Correct. maybe he gets no hits at all. So it's yeah. wasted, wasted he was power. Paying for it with like full knowledge versus like oh, okay. having to kind of like just hope. So yeah, I mean, but, most of the time you're paying for it regardless, so it's not like. And like I said, Dynamo makes an absolute ton of power. Like I don't think I've ever sat on Dynamo with just like just two power or like none. It just feels like he always has a super surplus. But there are games and situations that we played that it would have definitely been like super relevant. Um, yeah. So, 
which was fine, which is good going forward um, to know. My games against Aaron, I guess I skipped over, though. They were really close, like, in really good games. He won, I think, two of them. He beat Sam, and I think I might have played Defenders one. I think he beat Defenders once, and then lost to him once, and then um, beat him. So I was like, we were testing out just different things. Uh, I was trying to really set up his shield list. Uh, I've been, I've been a instrumental proponent in getting him to go like full shield and playing more of a little bit more of a scenario like with attrition aspects more than just like just attrition, which he was kind of playing there for a while. Um, and I think his list is really coming into form now, and I think it's in a really good spot. Um, Thursday I played. Jared, which he talked about, then I played Borka again. I was playing Shield. He played Guardians of the Galaxy. I did lose both of those games. Uh, they were both relatively close. The game against Guardians was kind of... It wasn't terrible. It was just kind of... got kind of wonky. I, I, some dice rolls went drastically out of favor. Um and then I, I I played a very specific way, and I just I just kind of couldn't. Then Agent Agent Venom had an activation, um, where he like KO'd two characters and dazed like three characters. Like it just ended the game, essentially. Did you say it was Agent Venom? Yeah, yeah, Agent Venom. Yeah. Uh, uh, was it his um, foreign assignment? Uh, um, he was able to do that. That dazed one character days like iron man four point iron man his beam attack days like he had killed black uh, killed spider woman days black widow and days nick fury all like at full health like, that, beams, that beams the truth like it was yeah it was just disgustingly it was just bad like it was just it was um i deserved all of it from uh <laughs> misplaying crimson dynamo against him i I I took it on the chin like a champ um i played two games against cj on friday oh Um, good he he was playing web warriors and i played shield um they were both really close games um and i won both of them but they were both very close games um i was able shield felt really good into like, I think I kind of figured out what I wanted to do and, like, how I wanted to play the list and kind of... So Thursday, my list was very, very heavy on, like, the extract game plan and trying to, like, really just kind of feel and get rid of extracts. And I kind of went away from that um, for my next games. And I think they helped a lot. Um, I was able to play um, kind of Nick Fury and Nick Fury Sr., in, like, all of these games. Um, I played Iron Man and Agent Venom, I think, in one of them. Um, and then four-point or two-point Black Widow, whichever one. And then um, played some Black Cat for stagger purposes. Uh, staggering is just still so good. It doesn't change. Um, a lot less Spider-Woman um, than before. Um, which I think was really kind of beneficial. I think I played Spider-Woman in maybe one of the games. Um, and then, uh, but I, just being able to kind of, the big thing that I've kind of started doing is with this list is kind of hoping you get like a B scenario, which I've got all the Bs you can have, or and like the Fs too. You can kind of force the game 
like first turn up the sides you usually have more characters or if you have priority kind of gaining control and then moving everything to one side um and kind of setting up for that and just kind of keeping everything together because both black widow and the shield grunts allow you to place your tokens um, playing mission objective allows you to hand it off so being able to kind of control the extracts at pretty much all times worked out really well in both my games against CJ. And then um, yesterday I played with Noah. He played Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and I played Shield. And um, he got a little he got a little blood in his eye early on. And uh, it ended up costing him, unfortunately. Because uh, so he got he had five power on Cosmic Ghost Rider um, at the beginning of the game. Because he rolled four successes in the beginning so cosmic ghost rider on his first activation teleported four and then was able to um daze both nick fury and nick fury senior um which was gross uh, <laughs> so but then he spent i was able to uh, eye in the sky nick fury away a couple times um and he just kind of kept chasing nick fury um and that allowed me to use um iron man i subbed in three point iron man into my list uh so i was able to play three point iron man uh the grunts plus nick fury um were able to just kind of put a ton of dice in the Cosmic Ghost Rider, and he had Drax up the middle, so I was able to kind of take out... I was able to just kind of focus fire while he was running around chasing Nick Fury. Um, he ended up killing Nick Fury, just for the record. But um, on the left side of the board, it was Rocket and Groot versus Black Widow and Black Cat. Um, and I was able to kind of sit back and kind of pick apart Groot because of the stealth and the range four energy attacks. Um, and then Iron Man, after killing Drax, was able to kind of come around the backside and do the same thing. And just kind of picked apart Groot, and once Groot was gone, Rocket just falters. Yeah. Um, so, he, he made a bad play, like I said, he chased around... He started off like there's no world I should have ever won that game, um, but he he chased Nick Fury and he left Star Lord alone on one point in the far corner and it was Infinity Formula, and he just sat there and gained power and scored. He scored him points, but he didn't do anything at any point in the game. I don't know if he made a single attack in the entire game. Oh, uh, yeah, so it, it ended up getting a little out of control, but um, Black Widow's Spender, it's really good. It's really good. Um, and one thing I'll say, like, if people aren't playing fourth rep Black Widow or you're not trying her out, you, you shouldn't sleep on her. She's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. being able... I was able to gain priority one turn because um, when I dazed Drax, um, I was able to get priority... Or I wasn't able to get priority, but I was able to use the last activation and I was able to kind of pop up um, in Deadly Origins, Spender, into... Um, Groot. So it was a seven dice physical attack and then a five dice energy attack with reroll any number, including skull results. Um, so I was able to just kind of take him out, and then I was also able to use the advanced medium to get out of the like get away from like to get behind terrain 
um, and just kind of force like awkward stuff to happen. Um, so when he did chase, it was able to kind of it was just uh, played a, played a little differently than I originally planned the list, but it worked out really well. Um, so I ended up uh, winning that game. Probably shouldn't have. It was Research Station Infinity Formula. I don't feel like I should have won that game in any world. Um, but he, we talked about it later. He he kind of got that early. When you start the game, you just want to kill everything. And he got that taste of blood on that first turn by dazing two characters. He was like, I can kill everything. Um, <laughs> and it allowed me to kind of nickel and dime everything apart. Um, because he was so focused on other things. Okay. Um, I do want to throw it over to Steven for games that he's played recently. Well, recently it's... I've only played one game, so it'll be pretty quick. Okay. Um, um, I decided to go for a uh, palette cleanser. Um, so no Midnight Suns, no Defenders. I'm actually playing Avengers right at the moment. So Hey, um, my God. Okay. Is it uh, a new cap? Yeah, but my list is quite different, actually. Um, I'm running New Cap, I'm running Sam, and I'm running Hulkbuster in the list. Um, it's, it's actually very similar. It's, it's, to... Yeah, it's it's not uh, it's not different at all, actually. Yeah. It's, weird. it's, it's weird. similar to what plays. <laughs> oh, really? So in the, in the last two weeks, we have all played Avengers except for Fred. Oh. Wow. <laughs> and, and so Brad. Brad, Brad hasn't played Avengers. He played uh, First Avenger. Not the last two weeks. Was it three weeks ago now? Yeah. Nah, all right, in the last three weeks, we've all played Avengers except for Fred. Well, my uh, complimentary Avengers in this, uh, for my fives, I'm running Scarlet Witch and Thor. Um, Ooh, okay. For my other fours, I'm running uh, Dr. Voodoo and uh, original core box Captain Marvel. And then to round out, I have three threes, which I'm running uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist with, uh, along with Hawkeye. So, yeah. Okay. But um, I played a game against Mike. Uh, he's the gentleman who's running the tournament at Sweets and Geeks. Um, and he rolled up with uh, uh, Web Warriors uh, under Miles Morales. Uh, we were playing Scrolls and Intrusions. Uh, we were playing at 20 points. Uh, he was running Miles, Daredevil, Spider-Woman, Black Cat, Spectacular Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man and Spider-Gwen. And um, I was like, well, there's not that many points on the table. So I decided to go uh, with a really narrow list, uh, tall list. So I went Hulkbuster, Scarlet Witch, Thor, and Dr. Voodoo. Okay. And needless to say, he was winning this game uh, through the first four four turns. But uh, Scarlet Witch and Doctor Voodoo against um, the the Spider People is not good, especially okay. when uh, she starts turning on the uh, her big attack, which is uh, I forget what it is reality contortion. Uh, anyway, something like that. Yeah, it's it's where you don't count your criticals and you don't explode your criticals. So, yeah. um, did did you say that you were playing uh, Hulkbuster as in Hulkbuster's leadership, or did you? It, yes, I am. 
Yes, okay. I was. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, he's big. He's hard for spiders to deal with. Uh huh. He throws things. He um, can push them away. He can push them away. Thor's good into uh, spiders. I found out because he's big and tough. He throws things away. Also, he shocks them, which they don't like. Um, I've already went over Scarlet Witch, and then Doctor Voodoo. He's the anti-black cat play, right? Yeah. <coughs> Plus, he also has the mystic attacks. So uh, I end up winning fifteen to thirteen on this. Um, it went to round six, and I wiped every model off the board. Oh boy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, but uh, you know, it's spiders just can't run away when you have intrusions. That's that's an issue for them. Yeah, yeah, because you can always just pop out across the board. Mm-hmm. That's correct. So, like I said, I'm gonna stick with this list for a little bit, see what's happening with it. Like I said, I'm kind of excited for it. Um, I know I'm not running a two. I don't think a two is necessary all the time. So. All right. Well, uh, those are the games that we played recently. Um, I did want to say one thing it... real quick. Oh, okay. Go ahead. So, in the games I played against CJ, we were he was kind of doing some testing and was playing a little bit of a different Web Warrior style list. Like he he was playing um, Daredevil, and then was wanting to try out uh, Squirrel Girl and Gwynpool. Okay. Which Gwynpool was amazing. Um, Spider Girl is like unkillable under Miles. Yeah. Yeah. She gets like so, so many rerolls. Yeah. You just, yeah, you just reroll everything. It was uh, very, very unfortunate. Like she, it just got to a point after the first game. I don't even think I looked at her the second game. I was just like, cool, you can do whatever you want. I'm just going to go away. So I did want to clarify it was a little bit more of a, a bigger Web Warriors list. Um, but it was it was a fun. They were fun games, and Daredevil's great, and Web Warriors, and Squirrel Girl also felt really good. So. Well, I'm gonna need you to wake up when you're talking there, buddy. I know. <laughs> Putting everyone to sleep. I had a big yawn. I had a big yawn. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean the the that pair. Seems especially Squirrel Girl seems like she would be a menace in Web Warriors, just a menace. Oh yes. Well, and then Gwenpool gets four physical defense and the reroll and damage reduction, so yeah. they were they were definitely both pains to deal with. Yeah. Very yeah. very much. I a can pain imagine. To deal with. I can imagine. All right. Uh. I'm going to throw it to Steven for a little bit. Uh, I, I do want to hear Steven's take on some of the characters that he missed, uh, Bishop and Carnage, specifically Carnage, because Steven is, uh, has played Carnage probably more than any of us. So, yeah. Steven, what's your take on Carnage and then Bishop? Carnage. Um, Carnage is a C-minus, D-plus writer. I mean, yeah. I think this game is kind of... Left him a little bit behind, to tell you the truth. Um, that, that's essentially where we were. When he does work, though, oh my God, does he do work? So, um, but then you'll have those 
points in time where he doesn't do work and then he just dies. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I will say is that I faced off uh, in timelines against a cable with Carnage and I got cable. With Carnage? He, yeah, before he died. Okay. That's pretty good. That's abnormal, probably. He, Carnage, yes, Carnage can kill anything. Yeah, yeah. I, Carnage can I, kill I, anything. I would agree with this, yes. But he can also die pretty quickly. Yeah, he's still at, the seven health is still relevant, but like, like I said, I played a couple games with him. We talked about it last time. Like, he is hard to kill, even with that. Like, you still have to put multiple attacks in him, and if you whiff one time, he's back with a vengeance. Yeah, especially if you leave him on, you know, if you do six damage to him and you leave him on that one. Oh, boy. Yep. Things happen. Um, but, uh, Fred, I'd like to caveat. Um, have have we gone over the mistake that you made for your non-sequitur <laughs> yes. on Carnage? Yeah. Yeah, you that let, I didn't you... do uh, natural born killers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I just wanted to make the uh, listeners aware of that. So, I am aware of my mistake. <laughs> um, and Bishop is a solid B for me. I don't think he's uh, letting the world on fire. I think he's exactly where he needs to be in his affiliations. And I don't think he's going to get splashed outside of him. To tell you the truth. Okay. But speaking of Bishop, I have something else for you guys. Yeah, yeah, you do. Do you remember a long, long time ago we were asking the three of you what your thoughts on Professor X, Iceman, and Bishop would be for their threat values? Yeah, it was and and how wrong were we? Okay. Well, I'm gonna start with Bishop, since we just talked about him. Brandon? You had Bishop at threat five. Fred, you had him at threat four. And Brad had him at threat three. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> For our illustrious Iceman, uh, Fred had him at five. And Brad and Double Brandon wrong. both had him at four. Look at that. And then last but not least, our Illustrious leader, Professor X. Brandon had Professor X at a six, Fred at a five, and Brad at a three. So he just, like, missed it entirely. Oh, Fred, technically you won this contest. Because I had one correct out of three. (laughs) You had one correct. (laughs) Yeah. I would have guessed uh, Professor X at a five because he comes with a... um, Shadow King. Shadow King. Yeah. I think right. it's just like it's really super hard to quantify on some of these, especially with like mutants, because yeah. their power levels are different depending on which like run that you you read, like how strong right. they are. So they could kind of go anywhere. No, that's and and that's the whole thing. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, they should be this," and it's like, "Well, no, we're taking it from this time period," you know, and then. Some people are like, oh, I understand. Other people are like, well, that's still wrong, you know. It yeah. works everywhere, right? So I just I wanna mean, I think that I just wanna point out that Iceman and Storm are both Omega level mutants and they're they cost three threat. They could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was about to point out that Brad says 
that Storm is one of the most powerful mutants in the world in the comics, and she's a three threat, so yep. <laughs> threats aren't like super <clears throat> clear as to how powerful they actually are. But anyway, we uh, we we are now uh, anticipating with bated breath our spider foes to see uh, how well you gentlemen do with that one. I cannot wait. I can't wait. I want to know. Well, you got to wait, Fred. I know. <laughs> I know. Fours and threes, bud. Fours and threes. I don't want any more fours and threes. I want anything but fours and threes. Jared, you want to get in on this action? Oh, hell yeah. I'm always down yeah. to clam. All right. Well, I've got their results written down. So uh, for Sandman, Mr. Jared, what do you think his threat level would be? Four. He comes with two grunts and he's a four. Yep. Yeah, I'm giving him a four. Electro. Uh, ooh. Four. <laughs> I'm going to go to Shocker first before I go to Vulture because there's another question with him. So Shocker. he could either he could be the affiliated too. Okay, so apparently they're to... they're not gonna scare. Yeah, I'm gonna say two. I'm gonna that that's gonna be my hopeful hopeful threat uh, <coughs> answer. I feel like he's probably a three, but I'll I'll say two. And Vulture. Three. Now, the other question is, will he be a leader for Spider-Foes, yes or no? Now, I will give the caveat that for every affiliation box that's come out, mm -hmm. there is a leader in every box. Okay, so I'm going to say, oh, this might be completely wrong. I'm going to say that he's not going to have a leadership on his card, but they will mm -hmm. come with a leadership card. Does that so make sense? Like, so yeah, like, like his, his correct. Yeah. Or like uh Corvus's card. Okay. My hot take. I, I mean, I think that's what I, I don't think I said that, but one of either. I Brandon think I or, said that. Yeah. I think Brandon said that too. Me and you. I don't. I, I I like all your takes except for uh, Sandman with two grunts being a four threat. <laughs> I think so, man. Like I don't know. I maybe a five, but that's I don't know. We'll see. I hope. Like I hope he's a four. That'd be sweet for Spider Foes, <laughs> and they need some love, you know. Yeah, yeah, they do. Especially they two do. grunts you can have on at the same time. Ugh, that'd be gross. Oh yeah, yeah. Give it, give it, give it to him. Well, okay, I got everything recorded down, so hopefully in the not too far fu far future we'll uh we'll see who's right and who is not. All right. Uh okay, let's move on to the character that we're here to discuss today. Um we are here to discuss Iceman, otherwise known as Bobby Drake. Uh his defenses are 4, 3 and 3. Uh he has 5 health on both sides of his card. Uh, he ha he is a threat value of three, size two, and his movement <coughs> speed is medium. And Jared, why don't you cover his attack suite? Absolutely. So he has an energy attack, Freezing Blast. It is a beam three, 
Four uh, dice after each attack is resolved, this character gains one power. And it has the wild slow after each attack is resolved, the target character gains the slow special condition. His second attack, his spender, is also an energy attack, chill. Range three, seven dice, power costs three, with a wild stagger. So after this attack is resolved, the target character gains the stagger special condition. All right. And Steven, why don't you do... Uh... The freeze and fade and ice slide superpowers. All right. So we have a um, an active superpower called freeze and fade. It will cost you two power, and it will cost you an action. This character immediately makes an attack action followed by a move action. This character counts as size five during the move action. This superpower can be used only once per turn. Then he has a Reactive superpower, which costs two. Uh, during this character's activation, when it begins a move within two of another allied character of size two or less, it may use the superpower. After this move action is resolved, place the allied character within two of its current position. This superpower can be used only once per turn. Okay, and Brandon, why don't you finish off with Cold Snap? Cold Snap is a innate superpower. When an enemy character ends a move action or attack action within two of this character, it gains the slow special condition. If it already has the slow special condition, it suffers a damage instead. Wow. Okay. Uh, all right. So that's Iceman. Before we begin, I have a very pressing question. What is the point of him being size five during a move action? So he can move over any size terrain. I see. Okay. Without okay. putting the wall crawler on him. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Which the rule the sense. rules for wall crawler is you carry a size five for movement. Yep. Okay, that answers that question. Yeah. I w I, I would like to say that Fred, I read it like three times trying to figure out why it was like because when you're reading the card, I was like, this is relevant somewhere, and it wasn't. Yeah, I was thinking well, like maybe the I, ice slide would you, he could take a character that's smaller than him, but no, <laughs> it's just size two or less. Uh, so. It's it's also relevant for fade and freeze that Craven cannot affect him. Oh yeah, okay. It, because because Craven he doesn't can, have wall crawler, so yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Um. I'm going to throw it over to Jared. Jared, what's your initial take here? I mean, I uh, I think that he's really good. Um, kind of watching uh, Brad play him a little bit. I think because he slots in at three, he is uh, a really good fit for X-Men, so he's going to be really good in the affiliation that comes in. Uh, the Wild Slow is really good especially on that beam and because uh he just gets power after each attack i mean i've been playing a lot of like war machine and stuff lately or if you play like vision or crimson dynamo i mean we were talking about that earlier having a beam that auto gives you one power is just really really good for him to just completely activate everything that he can do and the fact that he can uh like i slide into a really really good position um or he can ice slide other people in like really good positions. He's just like a good piece all around, uh, especially like in Sam. Sam has airlift, so 
a lot of people take Sam just so they can airlift like really good pieces. Um, Iceman's going to do the same thing. So I think he's really, really good. I think he's absolutely going to be gross in Web Warriors. Like we kind of talked about that a little bit Thursday. So I think that he's good for his affiliations. I think he's really good to be a splash too, especially with all the slow under like ASM leadership and stuff. So I'm pretty high on him. All right. Yeah. I mean, for a faction that is so mobile, this guy adding even more mobility would be disgusting. Yeah, he's on a medium base too. So like medium base, medium move is just great. And oh, uh, yeah. that cold snap too is disgusting. Like that is such a good passive to have. <laughs> yeah, so. I, w- I did want to bring that up, especially in like uh, against in Web Warriors with the ability to toss out all webbed up. This would just add an extra point of damage whenever they ended a movement close to him. Yeah. It's so good. The attack doesn't yeah. have to be on Iceman either. Right? Yeah. Yep. I watched, uh, I think it was Fury hitting Xavier uh, in the middle point and just taking chip damage the whole time trying to put Xavier down. So it's just an incredible ability. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, Steven, what, what's your take here on Iceman? <laughs> I think people who are very high on this character because of the comics or the cartoons are going to play him. But I think we're to that point in the in the game where there's a, enough characters in a three point slot that he might uh, he might not find a home in rosters unless it's the, his home affiliation. So I'm just you know. Looking at it from the prospect of the the whole game, I mean that's absolutely fair. The uh, three is an absolute is stacked. There are so mm-hmm. many good threes out there, and right. if he's not affiliated and he's not doing anything specifically for your faction, then I mean web warriors, right? Yeah. For taking Jared's example, you start with Miles, Black Hat, and uh, Gwen Stacy, right? So, you know, then you have to find room for him after that. So, I don't know. I I just don't know. Because if you're running 17, you're probably running Daredevil, Spider-Woman, or Agent Venom, Spider-Woman, what what have you, right? So, I don't... I'm not saying you wouldn't make rosters. Maybe you won't make the table. It's just one of those things where, ah, I, I think we're to that point where you know, saturations uh, having a little effect on uh, splashes. Okay. Uh, Brandon, what's your take here? Uh, just looking at Iceman. Uh, Iceman is one of the mutants that I've been waiting for. Just because I did enjoy him in the comics and in the uh, 90s show. Um, however... <coughs> um, I would probably, I, I kind of disagree with um, a little bit of what Steven's saying. I think Iceman is the second model you're taking when you're playing Web Warriors from this point forward. Um, having a Beam 3, and like on all webbed up terms with the Beam 3 and slows already out there, you are just basically 
you have the ability to just kind of do an insane amount of damage. Plus, with Cold Snap, you're just getting free damage. Um, I think he's going to be an absolute auto-include in that affiliation. I think he's going to make a lot of Uncanny X-Men rosters as well. Um, unless you're trying to play really tall for some reason, which has never been super successful for um, X-Men at this point. Um, but he's not like a super, he's not like a black cat level auto include. Um, I think he's going to have some places where he just is an absolute superstar, but he is situational. I mean, he does have energy attacks, which are really good. Having a wild stagger on a seven die three power spender is really, really good as well. Which is something we, of everything he has, we just kind of let it out to be that he just has a random one wild stagger trigger which is yeah, really, on seven dice yeah yeah which is over 50 percent chance which is where you want to be on your uh triggers you want to feel like you're in that majority um i think he's gonna see a good amount of play um but again i think all the lists that are playing scenario are gonna really enjoy playing this character and he's really good into scenario mirrors uh, because you can giving characters like Black Cat, Spider Woman, um, Black Widow, Slow is just could be backbreaking. Um, and having like a freeze and fade to where you can make an attack, you know, now you can move backwards again. Medium base, medium move. You you can move really far, um, and then you know. And then you can still, you know, ice slide uh, or have ice slide so you can save someone, which is something Web Warriors really likes. Um, and then causing characters with range two attacks to have to move like short just to get back in position if they want to continue attacking you. Um, I think he's going to be, um, for scenario based teams, I think he's going to be someone you're going to look at um, no matter what you're playing. And he has a four defense, uh, which is perk when you have a 5-5 five, five body um, having a 4 defense definitely helps uh, but I think he'll be able to keep himself a little bit out of the action and punish people for kind of trying to come after him So, and we don't know any of the cards in this box so uh, if he has a card like Pyro uh, with Pyrotechnics uh, which is it would make absolute amounts of sense um for this character to have something similar that if you know instead of everyone that's incinerated if everyone's slowed being able to do something because this character reminds me a lot of like the design space they had for pyro um and pyro's been pretty great so i i kind of put him in that level of character tier um especially if he gets a tactics card um even half as good as pyrotechnics uh, is going to be really good. And we've, they've been printing a lot of really good tactics cards lately. So I'm not putting them past it to get a card. That's really, really good at this character. Yeah. Okay. That, to okay. your point, like not, oh, sorry, Fred. No, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. Um, to like, to your point, like I think that he, I probably personally like a little bit better what he does than Pyro, but when you look at him, like to your point, like they're very like comparable in design space and stuff. And just Pyrotechnics alone has made like when you look at like competitive rosters across like LVO and like some of the other like 
big tournaments, Pyro is a pretty like big splash character, and a good chunk of that is also because of Pyrotechnics. So like one good card can make him like auto include for splashes, depending on what your game game plan is and stuff. So yeah, he's good enough without the tactics card to see home in enough places. Um, like I said, if you're trying to play scenario, I think he's someone you're definitely gonna look at. And then if he can get a card sit incomparable to pyrotechnics, he's gonna be someone that you're gonna consider, even if you're not playing that style. It's also like again, he techs against scenario plays, so he can be a lot of attrition lists are probably gonna tech him against um, your web warriors and stuff. Because even if you can just throw him in there and slow Miles and Gwen black cat once they're slowed they're not nearly as danger dangerous because they can't get away as much it's essentially yep. stagger okay um i do want to say i let's talk about his power economy because i do think that he's going to be a little power starved even with yeah. his beam that generates power it's beam three so let me play you with crossbones, and I'll let you know that that beam three getting a power on each of those doesn't will make all the power you ever need. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. the, being able to beam three, think about it this way. If you can hit, if you can get, after turn one, you're probably going to be able to get two people per beam, and that's four power. Plus, so you're going to get, you can get four to five. You can get, you're going to be looking at three to five power a turn. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it as much um, just because of that. Like, just I've been playing a lot of beam characters recently, um, and a lot of scenarios are favorable to the beam characters, and especially just crossbones. Um, having a short movement on a small base, I've been able. I've never had an issue not having like power to hit and run. Um, pay for his he has natural damage reduction. The other one has pay, but just having power. Um, just kind of an abundance for when um, things happen that I, I don't I don't see power being all that relevant mostly because I'm not sure how much you ice slide um, and the only thing he's spending power on is freeze and fade and chill um, so I don't think your power economy is as rough especially like I said that beam three even if you can only hit one person you're looking at three power a turn um, which is going to give you enough to do whatever you want okay that's fair. All right, Brad, uh, is there anything you want to add in before we move on to our letter grades? He's good. Big fan. There we go. Okay. All right, let's give this guy a letter grade. So um, he seems real real solid. He seems real solid for uh, a three. If I played Uncanny X-Men, I think that I would buy him immediately. Or you if have, I played, oh, you have the Uncanny Expo. I I actually do. I did buy them. Um, if I if I played Web Warriors, I would probably buy him immediately. Uh, as a Spider Foe, I don't know. I don't know if he's got a a spot in my roster. Uh, I was I was coming in today ready to give him a B plus. I think that listening to you guys talk about him has made me bump him up to an A minus. I think I'm giving him an A minus. <coughs> All right, uh, I'm tossing it over to Jared. Jared, what are you going to give Iceman? Um, without knowing his tactics cards or if he has any at all, I think that he is 
just like a quality free like three threat um with a beam plus his like freeze and fade he's just got really good action economy i i think i'm going to give him an a minus because uh, he definitely has a home in uh, like X Men and uh, Web Warriors, 100%. Um, how much he gets splashed in some of the other affiliations? I mean, maybe it's not like a huge splash, but I think that he's going to do really well. So I'm going to give him an A minus. I think he's just a quality three, um, but he might move to an A depending on what the tactics card is, or or better. So. That's fair. That's fair. All right, Steven, what are you going to give Iceman? No, I'm not as optimistic on Iceman. I I don't know why. Um, but then again, uh, Jared's seen him played. Brad has played him. So maybe it's just getting some reps in and find, finding out what he does. Uh, right, I was right. also I've also seen him play. There is a there's a minor advantage that we have because we have seen him on the table. Correct, correct. So um, thanks, I'm Brad. Gonna, I'm going to put him at a B for the moment. So. Depending okay. on tactics cards and, you know, seeing him played and all that good stuff. So. Okay. A B. Uh, and Brandon, what are you going to give him? Uh, you're just going to skip Brad. You're not going to let Brad give him a grid? I will get to Brad. I, I'm asking maybe, you. What, maybe what, I know Brad's before I grade him. Okay, Brad, what are you going to give him? I want to know Brandon's first. <laughs> uh, I don't oh want to be. I I need Brad's. Uh, anyway, I do want to. There was a funny thing when this character was released. Um, I was at the shop playing games with Aaron on Monday when this character was released, and it was really funny because um, this guy, uh, one of the guys that we all know, um, I don't know if Steve. I think Steven's met him, but he probably doesn't remember him all that well. His name's Greg. He's been buying a bunch of MCP. He's actually been uh, painting a bunch of my stuff for me. Shout out to Greg being a, a real one. Um, but he, he likes mutants, and we, I was telling him about Iceman, and he was, started picking up to buy some of the boxes. So I'm like, as soon as it comes out, I'm messaging uh, Brad, and I'm like, uh, do you have an extra Storm and Cyclops and Beast and uh, Mystique? And he just responds immediately. And he's like, D -d are you this high on Iceman? Like, how high are you on him right now? Because... He was. He thought it. I was. I because I didn't tell him they were for uh, Greg, and he was just like, "Oh, you're just buying all the mutants now." <laughs> so that was a, a funny, a funny little thing that had happened. Um, my letter grade. I I won't force Brad. Um, with how much I do believe that he's just going to be a borderline snap pick for two affiliations. One he's affiliated in, and one he's not affiliated in. Um, and I do think he'll see a good amount of um, splash play in places like Hellfire Club. Um, I actually like the idea of him in Shield. Um, Sam Spam, I think, is also a really good place for him. Um, and some of these other affiliations that are trying Hydra. to play just... He actually probably wouldn't be bad at all in Hydra. He'd actually probably be pretty good. <laughs> Um, especially with the Struckers leadership. Yep. And those other conditions oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you're so, right. Yeah, I think he's got home in a lot of places. Um, I am actually tweaking with the list to try to try him out in um, X-Force. Um, anyhow, the um, I'm going to go with the solid A. Solid A. Okay. Solid A. And I was right. leaning A-plus, too, for the record. 
Okay. I I'll put that out there for when this tactics card comes out because I'm I'm I don't know I've convinced myself in my mind that he's gonna have a pyrotechnic style tactics card, and if he does, it's it's gonna be an A plus for me. Well, there you go. All right, Brad, what are you gonna give Iceman? B plus. B B plus. Yep. Okay. Okay, that's. And you are the person who put him on the table so far. Yep. All right. Uh, I've got a question for you, Brad. Would you like for me to skip the comic books recommendation? No, uh, I'm good. Okay. All right. Uh, well, you think he's you think he's you think he's gonna let you just not let him talk about X Men comics? Yeah, Fred. <laughs> come on. This is why I didn't talk the rest of the episode, so I could talk right now. All right, Brad, tell us what comic books you would recommend that feature Iceman. Okay, the first comic book I have is called Iceman. It's from 1984. It's by J.M. DeMattis and Alan Cooperberg. Uh, so people may know that Bobby was recently like outed as gay and has been gay in the comics for several years now. And what a lot of people don't realize is that for most of his history, he's been written as a closeted gay man. Uh, there were two writers who wrote him as gay without knowing it, and everyone else did it on purpose. Uh, this series is one of those people who did it by accident. So... Um, in a recent interview, someone asked him about this, and the author, and he said that uh, he did not do it on purpose, but he totally sees why everyone uh, read this story that way. Uh, okay. Yeah, and uh, it's a it's a trippy story. It is. Uh, cosmic a cosmic adventure that is grounded in something very real of anxiety about who you are uh, it's, a, it's a pretty good story and it's wild okay. and fun so does Iceman have deal with cosmic things often? Uh, not often in this story he sure okay. does Okay. That comic sounds really cool. It is very cool. And it's a little trippy. <laughs> it's a little trippy. That's a joke because he's cold. Thank you, Jared. Thank you. <laughs> okay. The next recommendation is called All New X-Men, which is kind of a funny title. Uh, it's by Brad Michael Bendis, and then there's various artists. It's a funny title because it's the one where Beast brings their younger selves uh, from the past to the present because Cyclops is a, uh, is a terrorist and he wants him to see how optimistic they used to be. And this is item number 47 on the list of Beast's sins. Uh, <laughs> Beast whom you hate. Beast is a terrible person. Uh, 
anyway, Iceman, they're all young in this, like high schoolers. Uh, Iceman is given more of a personality in this than he was in the original comics. He jokes a lot. He's easygoing. He loves his friends and will do anything for them. And uh, he's a lot of fun in this. This is also where they out Iceman. Okay. Uh, next is a series called Iceman. From Boy, two, there are a lot of those, huh? From 2017. Yeah, I did. I skipped over uh, one, and I skipped over. I'm not doing the last one, the most recent one either. Uh, but this is by Cena Grace and Alessandro Vitti. And Iceman is dealing with some personal stuff, like trying to come out to his parents. Uh, and, of course, it's never a good time to be a mutant with people trying to hunt them down and exterminate them. Uh, so, and Bobby leads teams in this. So he leads some X-Men, and then he leads the, um, the Champions of LA, which is a team he used to be on. Uh, and... Champions of LA? Yes. I've never even heard of this. There's so many heckin' teams. Okay, here's who's on the Champions, Fred. Oh. Uh, Iceman Angel... Ghost Rider. Okay. Oh. Um, hold on. Which Ghost Rider? Uh, Johnny Blaze. Okay. Uh, Black Widow, maybe? And one of the Russian girls. It's either Black Widow or Dark Star or both. Um, there's weirder stuff, too. I think Hercules? Wait, what? Yeah, Hercules, you know, the guy from, the, the from Greek myth. Yeah. Like, the god. The god, one. yeah. Oh, god, what? He's just a character they, in Marvel, Fred. They over here fighting Nemean lions? No. Did you, wait, did you not, I got a question. Did you not know that uh, Hercules was a character in the Marvel Universe? No, I did not. I did not know that Hercules was a character. He's in this one is where of the we need movies. A, this is this is yeah he is. This is where we need to start like all of these conversations when we bring up random stuff. Yeah, like, uh, isn't he also dead according to Greek myth? Like he died in Greek myth. Okay, and okay, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I guess Greek know. myth, not Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> also, this Marvel. team is fire. For the record, they, I looked up like the list of them online, and this is a list. This is an affiliation I would play the hell out of. It's it's a weird it's a weird group. Moon Knight is a part of them. Uh, I don't remember Moon Knight being one there. Also, this series, Iceman finally teams up with uh, Firestar and Peter Parker, Spider Man, for the fir- first time in comics. Maybe. Because hmm. that's not a thing in the comics. When are we going to get Peter Porker? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I'm sure we will get him. Also, it was Black Widow. Yeah, okay. 
I think Dark Star shows up in that series as well. It looks like a lot of people fought like with them. Yeah, and uh, that's yeah. The Dark Star is uh, an affiliated team member. Yep. Okay. Uh, it's a weird team. Uh, that's a good book though. Okay. All right. Uh, Just to clarify that... on Brad's point, it literally the opening line of this it says is a quote from Kate Bishop, and it says, "Holy crap! It's Hercules, Iceman, Black Widow, Ghost Rider, and Angel." But why? It makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, is that it for the comic book recommendations? That is it, Fred. Okay. Uh, Brandon, I'm throwing it over to you. Uh, what is an affiliation where you think that that Iceman would shine? That I Do I want to say other than Web Warriors? I feel like you want to. Yeah, because we've already I, I, discussed how he's great in Web Warriors. Yeah, I think he's going to be um, a borderline slam dunk in that affiliation. Um, one that uh, w- was teased there, I actually do um, really like him in uh, Hydra under Baron Strucker. Um, yeah. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a fun one, that uh, being able to just spread uh, that slow around. Um, especially depending on if there's a tactics card that has something to do with a lot of characters being in a range that have slow. Um, God, just being able to, and especially with Strucker, just being able to slow and then poison people seems kind of gross. But uh, that's a fun little thing I hadn't thought about. I don't own a lot of the Hydra models, so I do forget about them a lot of the time. Unfortunately. Yeah. It's easy to forget uh, about Baron Strucker. Yeah, boy, were boy was there a lot of hype around him when uh when everything came out. Yeah, uh, but also um, under new first first Avenger Captain America, um, being able to make sure you get the wild trigger um, for a power, being able to make sure you get that wild trigger to give out the slow. Um, or the auto sta- or the stagger. So basically, you have a four power, seven dice attack that's auto staggers. Well, stagger if you get a a hit. A hit. Yeah. yeah. So I think those are some places that um, he could really shine that we haven't mentioned already, um, or I haven't mentioned because I'm the one that just is trying to inject this guy into my veins, which he would probably like. That's besides the point. All right. Well, um, I think that that's a pretty good recommendation. I think I uh, I think that the the answer is I uh, is the one that I told you you can't do, which is Web Warriors. Like that was, yeah, that's one that is he's absolutely great Web Warriors. Yeah, uh, he's also it's one of those like fun little things too. It's really funny because it's like he's also it's. Um, it's very relevant that like you probably don't want to play this character into Asgard um, because they can just remove the special condition every turn. Oh, right. Yeah, so one of those weird things because they are an affiliation that is hurt bad by like slows and stuff. But uh, old Thor Odinson, make sure that that's not a problem. 
Okay. Well, the only thing that is left is my non sequitur recommendation. Um, so uh, I was looking at the. Uh, oh God, I'm already forgetting his name. The actor oh who plays uh, Iceman in the movies, and I wasn't blown away. I'm not blown away by much of his work, if I'm to be perfectly honest. No offense to the actor. No offense. But, uh... So, I'm gonna... in the new series or the old series? Oh, I, uh, the old series. Um, so what I'm gonna do here instead, uh, it was very recently Groundhog Day in the United States. So, I'm going to recommend the movie Groundhog Day. Uh... I watched it recently because because of the whole Groundhog Day thing, and it holds up. It's a great movie. It's a classic. Uh, Bill Murray is it, it's the it's probably the best movie that he's ever done. Let's be frank, and 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 that's including. I'm a huge fan of Ghostbusters, so you're gonna rank Groundhog Day over Ghostbusters. I am. I am going to rank Groundhog Day. Uh, he's right. You heard me. I'm yeah. I'm correct. <laughs> so. Um, that's what I'm going to recommend. Everyone go watch Groundhog Day. It is a great movie still. Jared, you have to understand he totally missed on Natural Born Killers. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. he's dead to me. He, he also, um, the actor that he was talking about is Sean Ashmore, which is That's one of it. the most famous movies he's been in. Is a movie called Frozen. Yeah, okay. Uh I'm not gonna tell people to go watch Frozen. I think there are better there are better Disney musicals than Frozen. Nah, it's not that Frozen. It's the like suspenseful horror Frozen. Oh, I've never even Where seen they're, that Frozen. Even it's they're like trapped on a ski lift, I think. Oh, okay. And like I don't know. I mean, it's probably not a great movie, but it's definitely they're like trapped on a ski lift and like. They, like, sneak on a ski lift after stuff closed, and it, like, shuts down, and they're, like, trapped. Okay. Hey. I've never even heard of this. It's it's also got the worst SEO that could possibly exist. Just being named Frozen. Hey. Yeah, that... I'm sure it's not the greatest movie in the world, but I feel like it's better than the Groundhog's Day not making any sense. Fred. Uh, Fred. It's not. Okay, yeah. Okay, what? Yes. Yes, uh, do you want to hear some Sean Ashmore trivia? Sure. In the show Smallville, while Clark Kent is still in high school, uh, a bunch of people get superpowers from the kryptonite meteorites, and they get crazy, and they try to kill uh, a bunch of people, and Clark stops okay. them. One of those people is Sean Ashmore. So he gets powers and tries to kill some people, and Clark Kent stops him. Later, when he's in college, they meet this new guy named Jimmy Olsen, who's played by Aaron Ashmore, Sean Ashmore's twin brother. And nobody ever mentions that this new guy, Jimmy Olsen, looks a lot like that guy that tried to kill them in high school. Huh. So Sean Ashmore has a twin brother. Yes, they they are they are twins. Like they look exactly alike. Okay. <laughs> and for the most part, both of them do mostly TV shows. Yeah. yeah. 
That was right, that was what it looked like just I, looking at. I it. think Sean was on Animorphs, the TV show. Animorphs, what a throwback! He was, and I remember that show. <laughs> I love Animorphs. So, all right, well, that's it for our show today. Thank you all for joining us, and thank you, Jared, for for dropping in. It's always nice to hear from you. Thank you guys for letting me come back. This was a lot of fun. All right, and we will be covering Xavier next week. That is who we are slated to do. Until that time, I hope that all of you have a great week. Goodbye, everybody. Have good games. Have good games.